Yo, here we are. You guys hear that? That's... Those are my notes of the next uh, five episodes of the 31 Days of Dread. Uh, yeah, we're doing The Omen for The Awakening. And, yeah, let's just hit that music, because we got to talk. That's a record button. That's not the play button. Know your buttons, people. Know what buttons to push. Okay. Uh, I, I just gotta say, right now, uh, I wish everyone could... Uh, this is why you follow me on social media. I, I just I just wish you could see what, what I see right now. Because it is the most amazing orange glow sunrise. My entire place, my entire loft, studio loft, apartment, living quarters, quadrant, whatever you want to call it, is just orange, and it is just beautiful, and uh, bonus points to uh, anyone living in Center City facing the Ben Franklin Bridge right now, because, <laughs> because thumbs up, we, we definitely have an amazing uh, sunrise right now, but yeah, so... Uh, we're, we're talking, we're talking more. The 31 Days of Dread is one of the most taxing things I have ever done. I'm doing 31 Days of Dread and Inktober back to back. And I never drew this much, uh, daily ever, uh, I think. And I say ever, I mean back to like recent memory. Uh, definitely like a 20, it's solid, um, not 20, maybe like 13, 12, 13 hiatus on drawing regularly okay the inktober has created the the stress for me just to sit down and grind out something like just just to put something on paper and it's it's just progressing <laughs> each each uh each post for inktober is getting more and more um like sophisticated it's, there's more ink wash there's there's bigger illustrations bigger ideas being portrayed and you can just find all of that on aka pad 13 on instagram go there and check it out but so what what we're dealing with what i'm dealing with with the 31 days of dread uh is nothing but stress the the just the what the stress does and how i was uh, i've been forced to respond to it is just Oh my God! It's it's a uh, woo! It's tough. <laughs> uh, you know, I I have um, like forced more of a schedule for myself. Uh, now everything is dictated through Google Calendar. I I was like this years ago, and then I got into a relationship and got stupid and lazy. Uh, but during the course of this relationship, that's how like her and I, uh, the the ex, you know, that's we were very congruent. Uh, congruent and sharing calendar, making events and, and organizing things and pulling everyone in around it. And we, we lived like 40 minutes from one another. And we, for the first few years of our, of our relationship, we did a lot because of that. Okay. Like ju it just organizes you in such a clear way. So yeah, I drifted away and, and there was almost like a non need for it because you're in a relationship with someone and your life slows down. It coagulates. It it uh, solidifies. It becomes gelatin. It's sluggish, and boom! Like single Peter, two years later, roughly two years, I think. I don't even know how long I've been single, to be honest. Uh, but anyway, time goes by, 
and now there does need emergers and the 31 days of dread is is just was the driving force behind it because coordinating with everyone else that's involved with dream warriors uh so a lot the other guests within dream warriors i do other things with comics movie scripts um websites uh, facebook marketing so on and so forth and uh dream warriors is just a way for us to kind of do everything together and uh because we always talk geek <coughs> you know um you know to record it then yeah you know, that's like really the birth of dream warriors so the 31 days days of dread is it was has been so stressful for me it created new patterns like nor uh, nor pa uh, better pathways quick um to the point uh no less bs less bs and I'm, I'm able to even do this and do inktober even though like i'm relatively a week behind on both <laughs> uh but it doesn't matter because it, it what what has come of it is already more valuable to me than 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 staying on top of, of the 31 days of dread which i'm hoping uh, very soon to be called up on because we're just doing runs here um runs of episodes uh they're shelf episodes and i keep listening to the shelf episodes and i just don't like it because uh, the, the regular conversation just isn't there so i'm going back and redoing shelf episodes and it just sucks it just really does but we're doing the omen right now uh th this is good because we're in day 14 of the 31 day days of dread and i like the uh how this is complimentary to our previous one day 13 which was jason x uber jason because it's the continuation of a franchise and this is also as jason x was a franchise killer pun intended so this was the the batman and robin of the omen series and omen the first movie i believe came out in 1973 uh can we verify that um 1976 Directed by Richard Donner, who gave us Lethal Weapon, the the first two Superman movies, the Christopher Reeve ones, and he is one of the all-time great film directors, also one of the right producing partners behind the X-Men franchise. He's unstoppable, okay? Awesome. So he, he makes the Omen. Uh, the Omen movie, which is a, a devil demon child, takes it just takes everything over. The movie is so well made. Uh, it, it like I think that what it cost two point eight million, box office wise it made sixty, and and you just might be like, well, you know, like whoa, like was I even well, okay? So with with inflation, okay, um, <coughs> that's two hundred fifty five million dollars. That's the first Omen movie in nineteen seventy six. So you, okay? So let's let's just do that again. All right. We'll just say three million. You spend three million, and you make two hundred fifty-five million. So when it comes to filmmaking and studios and a business, this is the draw. This is the where. This is the definition of 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 money, like the like of the business. You 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 have to go into horror because the the turnaround the 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 turnarounds are usually short. The, the margins are amazing and you can build a whole studio off of one successful horror movie 
Uh, we saw this with Halloween. We saw it with the house that Freddy built, New Line Cinema, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, you know, even, geez, uh, like the Annabelle movies, the paranormal activity movies, uh, entire um, studios with, within studios have emerged through this. And, you know, like that's more that's more of, of a real conversation. That's a Dream Warriors level conversation of the amazing benefits of horror movies, the, what the windfall that horror movies create for the rest of the films involved with that studio. Uh, because you have extra money and you can experiment. And you, we experiment, we get Taxi Driver. We experiment, we get Fight Club. We experiment, we get Sixth Sense. We experiment, we get The Matrix. It goes on and on, on and on, okay? So these people who, who like to sit on their high horse and say horror isn't what it used to be or how to fix horror, uh, those are weak bad, platitude-driven conversations, uh, sloppy thinking, low-hanging fruit. It goes on and on and on and on, the, the, way, the way we define that. But yeah, so The Omen, <laughs> The Awakening, <coughs> good old Omen 4. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not even sure where to begin with this one. But you know what? Uh, this sunrise that I was loving earlier now has uh, already moved into the frame of one of my windows and i'm gonna to have to close the curtains because i'm being blinded right now so give, give me one second um i'll say hello to dallas for you on the way back because he's crashed out on on the bed and uh you know hey if, if uh, you know sometimes if you follow me on instagram you can see you can see dallas that dallas also has his own ig diamond dallas cat at diamond dallas cat on ig um go you go look him up I'm going to be I'm going I'm going to be right back. So and you know what? I'm go uh, yeah, I'm going to stop. Here you go. Okay, yeah, we're back. We're back. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh speaking of Dallas, I just really wish you guys could see him because he is just getting hit by the sun just by a little bit and he's he's so in the moment on on the bed right now that um his his you, you could probably just feel him and he's 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 going to be hot he's going to be warm but the sun's just hitting him like just right and he's so in the moment uh yeah it's a, and just so everyone knows i live in a studio loft so it's no walls it's completely wide open uh and yeah like i just remember watching a lot of 80s movies growing up you know because a product of the 80s even though I mostly consider myself a 90s kid, because to me that's what the real influential things that I uh, hold on to now, um, you know, are from the uh, 90s. Music, television, movies, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, Michael Crichton books, 90s, okay, even books. But yeah, um, but yeah, so, so I could, you can kind of see everything at, at, at all times, but it's just, it's just fine. But yeah, so the, the Omen, the Awakening, uh, yeah, another kind of franchise buster. Um, the Omen movies overall with inflation have their, their, uh, we only really have four box office movies, um, because the Omen for the Awakening was a TV movie. Not even sure when it aired, how it aired, or or what. I'm sure I can. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I can read off the wiki. Uh, made for television horror movie that serves as the fourth and final edition to the original Omen series. Uh, 
um, including the first of many television sequels by 20th Century Fox. So I think this kind of led into a Omen TV show that that was lasted one season. Um, the original release was 1991. Okay, so it's 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 a 1991 movie that broke a 1976 franchise. So the the Omen, the original one, two, and three, uh, really you know like awesome story, uh, really cool idea. Um, uh, you know, like it's 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 a trilogy that that is definitely overlooked, and the, the whole arc is we <laughs> mostly have the uh, a demon beat <laughs> a devil kid that ascends to high power uh, politically in the the U.S. Okay, and you know, I just wanted to to look something up also real quick. The um. Hold up here. Uh, I am okay. Yeah. So the Omen. I, I I don't know why I didn't look this up before, but um, the Omen is a little bit of I think Hollywood's fascination in the seventies over um, satanic-driven horror. Um, you know, it's uh, satanic horror is mostly um, psychological. It's mostly thriller-driven. It definitely has blood and and all these other things, and the the, the Omen's one of the best. And I'm I'm not even sure if this is, I'm sure I'm sure we went back and and got enough documentary footage and interviews on Rosemary's Baby and, and the Omen and, and and a few others. Those being your two highlights when it comes to devil, occult devil uh, <laughs> horror movies. Um, I think it all stems back from Hollywood's fascination with the 1969 uh, Manson family murders. And it, that hit the cultural radar. It became part of the lexicon, became part of the regular conversation. The Mason, uh, Manson murders were very well known. And Hollywood, you know, as cannibalistic as it is, you know, as we're seeing with the Harvey Weinstein stuff, uh, capitalized on it uh, 100%. And... I don't know. Like, that, there's a reason why it kind of never came back outside of House of the Devil movie. You guys should just, everyone should go watch that movie. So, why why do we watch franchise-killing movies? What, what, what do we even care? What do we even care of a movie relatively from the 90s that connects all the way back to a movie from 1976? Uh, um, trilogy, like the Lace Omen movie, The Final Conflict, Omen 3, which... Uh, um, uh, same Neil from Jurassic Park fame, fame was Damien in that. It's a, you know, that ended in nineteen eighty one. So we have seventy six, seventy eight, eighty one, and the remake, and that came out in six six six. It came out in 06 uh, with Liev Shriver, uh, good old Ray Donovan, uh, which that was not a terrible movie. So this made-for-TV movie uh, definitely intended to have longer legs to start a like a kind of like an Omen TV. Empire franchise. You gotta remember too that the people that make these things, uh, they're mostly all. It's mostly all with intent, uh, as of having a career forwarding yourself. So nobody ever sits down and says, "Look, let's do like let's trick people, and make a bad movie." They say, "Hey, let's do an Omen TV movie. We we're able to do it, and let's bleed that into a TV series." And really do some interesting things, and this is how we, you know. And then they get into storytelling and and how to explain things, and they they wanted to connect it to the the first three and and stuff like that. And there, there's a whole explanation 
of Damien and, and all these, like a, like a sister, like a, like a thing. I don't even know. I couldn't, can't even follow the explanation. Not that it really matters. <laughs> um, but yeah, <coughs> but no, um, the, 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 the overall intent of this movie is just to, you know, like, give people jobs <laughs> so they can pay their bills in, in Hollywood and continue to work. Um, but yeah, so we, we, we want to know where we, we want to know why things fade away. Uh, you know, like, it, um, I, I, it's not, no, so I don't believe there's such a thing as a franchise fatigue. I think that's uh, thrown around a lot. It's definitely, um, an, an easy explanation for things. No, uh, would Batman, we talked about this with, with Jason X, would, would Batman and Robin, uh, if that was good, even in that tune that that movie was, the, a, a intended children's movie, that was like a kick-butt children's superhero movie that was largely successful. Uh, it would have continued. Bat we would have saw Batman Triumphant, uh, which was the intended fifth sequel from the Tim Burton thread. Uh, you know, like, would, if Alien Resurrection did it, would we have seen more soon? Yes. If Predator 2 did it, would we have seen more? Yes. If Jason X did it, so on and so forth. Um, but it's interesting when we see it break because it, it helps us understand the, the value of the original, any of the sequels between the two, uh, or spinoffs or, or whatever, uh, like any continuation of, of the bookends. And it, I just think it heightens a little bit more of the understanding because you learn the if you really want to know film structure and identify what works and what doesn't work. And, and, you know, some of this is, is subconscious, it's like subconsciously, you know, something isn't, isn't clicking. And it, that's part of the analysis is what happens subconsciously because, you know, within like a two hour sit down a 90 minute sit down, sometimes even longer, like three hours, uh, a lot happens and it's hard to identify exactly what's happening to you as you're watching. So, and that's one-on-one. -on -one. Now, when it comes to the larger audience standpoint, that's where we get this very, like, dumb platitude of a, of a thing like franchise fatigue. Franchise fatigue does really, really does not exist at all, okay? What, what exists is poor quality, um, you know, not hitting the mark and it not connecting. That's, that does exist. That exists in, in restaurants, food carts. Uh, I go to 7-Eleven, I buy a bag of chips, they suck, I'm not buying it again, okay? It, it, we know, we know, we've, we, we've seen this. We, it, it works in every industry all the time. Does that mean that the best things always resonate? No. But it's, it's identified, it's understood, and the best things are, even when they disappear, are studied, okay? Uh, 3D Doritos, I'm looking at you. Um, so... This this movie definitely goes through all the omen, um, the the omen stereotypes, the omen tropes, the the omen the the demon child, uh, like internal clicks of of a story like this, um, the highlights, the check boxes, it, it this goes through them all. 
We have a barking crazy dog. We have <laughs> the girl giving evil stares. Uh, it, it this movie kind of comes off and plays almost like a comedy, uh, <laughs> which will lead us into our next movie, believe it or not, because 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 I have a list here. <laughs> uh, I, I I honestly gotta think this episode is setting up our next episode. So, <laughs> um, which I'm I'm looking forward to, and and there there's there's a lot that I want to say about this movie that uh, I'm not. You know that uh, that's not really even like coming out right now. Um, you know, and I wanted to look up uh, someone that was even in this movie, and I'm so I'm so unprepared for for everything on on this right now. Let me just go to IMDb real quick, and th this movie has where is she? Oh, Faye Grant from <laughs> from V. Uh, I was so happy to see her in this because I know her from V. Uh, there, there's there's a scene in V where she's getting tortured and she's in this nude bodysuit. And, you know, like, you kind of know she's supposed to be naked. Um, they're torturing her naked. They came through that network television, so she's in this nude bodysuit. Uh, in nude colored. That's what I mean, okay? And, oh, my God. Like I just remember younger man, like like that might have been like my first boner. Jeez, like yeah. <laughs> so whenever I see her, I just get reminded of my first boner when I was watching B when I was younger. But yeah. <laughs> but so this movie has all uh, everything that the Omen should have. They 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 took these other elements from the other three and put them in this. Uh, we have a setup into the politics. We have an explanation for the politics. We have exposition for the politics and motivation for the politics. We have the the, the death of the mother, the singling out of the father, the little girl because now it's a girl this time, uh, who's kind of like the seed of Damien. It's it's so weird. Uh, the little girl in this. Uh, hooks in on the father, uh, you know, targets the mother. We have a decapitation. Uh, the decapitation scene is, is awesome for network television because a car goes into the, the back of a truck, okay? Uh, very similar to the Omen movie. And anyone that doesn't know, <coughs> the original Omen 76 has one of the all-time decapitation scenes in, in Hollywood history. Everyone should watch it. And so this does it, and then, like, the, there was these bouncing balls around this car crash that decapitates the sky, and one of the balls is like has like a clown face on it, and it just rolls towards the camera. <laughs> and it's so subtle, it's so awesome. But yeah, we have barking dogs, we have stairs, we have someone falling to their deaths, we have a stairway death. Again, from the omen, we have a setup for politics. We have a an isolation of the parents. We have evil stares by the young child, but this this movie's on Amazon Prime, and you gotta watch it because I think it has all of them. It has one through four. Uh, this is this is the only one I wanted to, to watch because I thought it would complement Jason X, and set up our next movie, which which I already saw, which is great because I might just record these back to back. And so we're not getting we're, we're getting these conventions created by human in an human movie. Uh, and it kind of works as a, like a sequel reboot, the, okay? So we're talking 91. This is a sequel reboot. So Hollywood's been trying to figure this, this Force Awakens formula out for a while, okay? The, it's a highly successful sequel reboot. 
what what kills it is is a little bit of what killed Jason X. Uh, we're not connected to the characters. The characters aren't coming off. The characters really don't have much to do. Um, you know, like how does that get fixed? I don't know. Like, what well, you sit down, you you sit down, you read a script, you rewrite the whole thing. I don't uh, like. I don't get. It. Is it the performances, the deadline, the 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 time you have to make the movie, the time you have to cut the movie? Were there better performances on the cutting room floor? I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really. I, I can't guesstimate. Like I can't make those calls. But what I can say is that uh, this movie is 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 a great study on an early sequel reboot, and it's it's a it's a it's it's an understanding on what makes the original Omen and the 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 two sequels up to the final conflict. Um, the Damien three, the Omen three, Damien. Uh, the final conflict, a, a, a notable trilogy, because it just takes the elements of all three. And look, I'm for, totally forgetting the second movie. To to be honest, this could have elements of, of Omen Two in it. I don't really know, but uh, yeah, and it <laughs> it just has like a flow of death that just makes no sense. <laughs> and. It, it, look, it's a made-for-TV movie, though. Uh, at the time, this is exactly what was expected from a made-for-TV movie. It's another historical stamp, even on that notion. Uh, nowadays, everything made for all, all the talent, all the writing is in TV right now or in streaming. It's not even in TV. It's mostly in streaming. Uh, I don't even consider HBO TV. T uh, HBO streaming, okay? Uh, Hulu, like, oh, it, none of it. We were like, oh, TV? No, it's streaming. Don't even call it television. Uh, yeah, it's all there, but heck, man, like, it's, if you were to make a timeline of sequel reboots, this might be number one, this might be, like, the first one attempted, uh, you know, which, which is very interesting, but I, I just thought that this movie has, it, it has heart, and it has, it has love for the Omen movies, because they try to, to give you everything you wanted from, another omen like update you know if or if you never saw the omen movies and you sat down and you watch omen for the awakening <laughs> uh you, they would give you these these um conventions and these ideas and and they're done a different way and it's it's a, but hey i can keep going on uh do, do i gush about i think i do do i gush about bad movies too much um maybe i just i just rather be positive I really, I don't know. I mean, it's so much horror happening, pun intended, in, in this world. Uh, can we do a little bit of shiny happiness for the 31 days, of, 31 days of dread? Day 14, The Omen, The Awakening. Signing off, people. And uh, hey, thanks, thanks for hanging out with me.